Well, no, that that could have been better. Suppose it could have been worse. How? Sens could have tied it while the lights were off. Oh! I know, I know. Let's go! Good. We all feel Stop! Good. Never gets rusty! Get in my kitchen! Producer Drew, can you fix all this? And when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you can crumple crumple yeet! Saw that going differently. With you wherever you are, welcome to LFR. scream myself into hiccups. Is that something that usually happens when you're like well into adulthood? We have a three-year-old, but I'm the one screaming myself into hiccups! Oh, it didn't happen that time. Ah! Oh, it's, it's still there. Well, this is weird. I think it's extra weird because like, the, these are a post-game video, so you know I'm gonna talk about the game. But like, none of you want to talk about that. Like, you're glad the Leafs won and everything. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. Martin Jones, first win as a Leaf. I feel like none of you actually want to talk about that though. I feel like you want to talk about the fact that Joseph Wolf finally got himself a run of games where he declared himself that he was undisputedly, like unquestionably the Leafs starter. And in the game where he is essentially like coronated, um, his uh, lower body explodes and now he's going to be out for what seems like a lot of time. You know what, let's let's talk about the game and uh, we'll get there, we'll get there. So one of the things that I think was a story in this game is the Leafs got outshot to hell. Nearly doubled up, the shots ended up being 41 to 22 in favor of the Ottawa Senators. The first period alone where the Sens outscored the Leafs 1-0, the shots were 16 to 8. You combine that with the two, probably three, surefire goals that Joseph Wall basically stole from the Ottawa Senators, you would call that a pretty bad Leaf game. But I feel like these shots actually paint like a dishonest picture of what this game was. Or rather it paints an accurate picture of what the game was for the wrong reasons. Because up until the point where the Senators finally pulled the goalie with down two and they're got the extra attacker out there and they're trying to tie the game <gasps> oh my god puck possession was almost dead even ah i don't have the stats in front of me but when the sends outshot the leafs eight to five in the second period it felt like for a solid at least 12 minute chunk the leafs had the puck almost the entire time so for me i wasn't totally worried about the sends out shooting the leafs i was worried about them out chancing the leafs because after one the leafs are down one nothing and that's bad it was a non-believable pass to josh norris up at the blue line barely onside and tucks it five hole on joseph wool that was not the story of the first period or the early part of the game the story was joseph wool prevented that game from being like at least three nothing ottawa Early in the second, Morgan Riley, a Hail Mary pass to Mitch Marner, a good read from Marner, good positioning, he gets the breakaway and he snipes it! His ninth of the season, all of a sudden he's on a heater, and then late in the second period, due to a wonky line change, John Tavares is a member of the Leafs' fourth line for about 10 seconds and he scores, or rather the line scores, he feeds it in front for David Camp and it trickles in for his second of the season. But we all know, we all know that even though it was 2-1 Leafs, after two, 
the story could have easily been, oh, Forsberg allowed two of the five shots he faced past him in the second period. That, that could have been the story. But what the story was, was after two, Vladimir Tarasenko should have had as many goals as the Leafs did. And if you're looking for a reason why Joseph Wall uh, might have gotten injured in this game, uh, what about this? Could have been this. This was the first time he robbed Tarasenko. That's nuts. Or, tell you what, it might not have been that. It might have been this! That was the second time he robbed Tarasenko again! That's ridiculous! But, you know what? It might not have been that. It might not have been that. It might have been this! The breakaway save on Matthew Joseph! Joseph Wool was absolutely playing out of his mind. He was standing on his skull and brain. He, he might have a neck injury because he was standing on his head so much against the Ottawa Senators. And it was such a weird game because I honestly didn't feel like the Leafs played poorly, but the chances they gave up were 10 bell. By the end of the second period, they have all the momentum. They gave Wolf some help. Callie Yarncroke, who was a bit of a nomad in this game, he was on the third line, the fourth line, he was on whatever line. Leafs catch a break where they not only get a three on two, but one of the Sens players on the three on two did not have a stick. Yarncroke to Robertson to Domi, all the way back to Yarncroke. Ew. Oh, Callie Yarncroke is a coach's dream. Like, we're all gonna get caught up in that nasty Max Domi assist, and it was nasty. His 12th assists of the season, by the way. He's on like a half an assist per game pace. He could end the season with one goal and still be like, I don't know, like fifth or sixth in scoring. But the reason Yarncroke is a coach's dream isn't just his attention to detail on defense, which clearly Sheldon Keefe values by Yarncroke's deployment, but his willingness to go to the net, number one, his speed when going to the net, and also, what should you do, boys and girls? What should you do? Put your stick on the ice! You're on the ice at the same time as Max Domi, who is going to pass it. I don't know if you know this or not. He might pass it on a breakaway, all right? He's going to pass it, and that is the second time this season Yarncroke has been rewarded for simply possessing a stick in the presence of Max Domi. Sens unfortunately pulled back to within one very shortly after. Bernard Docker, highly touted prospect, once upon a time, was waived earlier this season, everyone lost their mind, and then he didn't even get claimed. Confident play, receives the pass off the boards with his stick in the air, everyone knows the shot is coming. And he just rips the thing! Like, claps it, it soars past Joseph Wool, but Joseph Wool complaining immediately what happened. Well, what he thought happened was Tim Stutzla uh, got in the way of his stick and even stick lifted him and you can't do that. What actually happened is TJ Brody, while trying to obstruct Tim Stutzla, stick lifts his own goalie. You understand, at the end of this game, the only two goals that Joseph Wool allowed, after making all those ridiculous saves, the two on Tarasenko and the one on Joseph, and he had another one too, he had like five, it was ridiculous. After all those saves, there was a breakaway from Josh Norris and a goal where he got stick lifted by his own defenseman. That's what you needed to beat Joseph Wool in this game. Like it was, it was absolutely absurd. Now, for as good as Wool was, Anton Forsberg, mm, he, had a, he was not great, man. Marner beats him under the arm on the breakaway, but it's a breakaway. You maybe give him a mulligan. That camp one, you really would like a save there. Yarn croak from Domi. Fine. And like, it's William Nylander on the fourth one, but like, I've seen William Nylander take better shots than that. McCabe and Brody picking up the assists on that Nylander goal to make it 4-2, but that was the whole line. Matthews and Nyes, like, I didn't love their first period. I didn't really love anyone's first period. Second and third period, that was a fantastic line. Fantastic effort all night from Matthew Nyes. He was a dog. But what also happened around that time? All of our nights are ruined. Joseph Wool goes down and he's yelling and he's not 
comfortable at all. I mean, I'm sure you all saw it. I mean, here's the screenshot of him not looking comfortable. He's a goalie. We all assume groin or knee. He didn't put any weight down on his left leg. Uh, I, that could be groin. Uh, I, I, I called my trainer. I called my trainer to be like, like, I've never injured my groin. I've injured everything else, but not my groin. Like, can you put weight on your leg? Would it be difficult to put weight on your leg with a torn groin? And my assumption was, yeah, probably, but I called just to make sure. Turns out, yes. Could it be the knee? Yeah, also yes. There's an interesting account on Twitter or X or whatever the hell that hellscape is called right now from Dr. Grawal. Not much there. Possibly a cramp for wool? A cramp? Is is that an option? As I'll take cramp. But I, I don't think it was a cramp. There's a response in the thread. He aggravated something on the pad save just before that on Matthew Joseph, and I believe he's right. When he stretched out, he grabbed his side. And Dr. Grewal says, someone sent that clip. It was right before that, eh? Brings groin strain as a possibility. And then of course, after the game, Sheldon Keefe says this about Joseph Wool. Sheldon Keefe says Joseph Wool will miss some time. You know, five minutes is technically some time. Sheldon Keefe says Joseph Wool will miss some time. No specific update on nature of injury, but he couldn't put weight on leg as he left the rink. No! No. So then who comes into the game? Here comes Elias Samson. Who is that? Martin Jones was the Leafs backup goaltender for this one on account of he had just been called up on account of Ilya Samsonov is sick. That's why William Lagason wasn't in the lineup either. Maxim Lejoie was there and Sheldon Keefe didn't seem thrilled about it, did he? And there were a few plays in this one where he wasn't wrong. Now listen, I know not everyone is in love with the idea of Martin Jones playing NHL games with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Number one, shush. Number two, do you understand what a third goalie is? Like, for Seattle last year, he had a horrible save percentage. Horrible. It was 81, I think. Dude won 27 games. I don't know if you've been paying attention this season, but the Seattle Kraken could use a 27-win goalie right now. As a third option, I think most teams would love to have Martin Jones. Well, Steve, if that's the case, why wasn't Martin Jones claimed on waivers? Brandon! Pridham. Remember this tweet from Chris Johnston. This was in early to mid-October, right when everyone was getting placed on waivers, including Martin Jones. Of note with veteran uh, Leafs goaltender Martin Jones currently on waivers, any team putting in a successful claim will owe him a $100,000 bonus payment tomorrow. The timing of that bonus was structured into the $875,000 one-year contract he signed in August. Aha! See, the Leafs aren't stupid. They know that everyone uh, claims everyone from them, whether it's a meme or not. It just sure seems to happen. And they knew, signing Martin Jones, eh, eh they're probably going to claim him. Look around the league. How many teams around this league could have used Martin Jones? There's a few. There's a few in a playoff spot. There's a few that super aren't in a playoff spot. And the Leafs said, all right, we're the Leafs. We have a lot of money. We're going to make it so that if you claim this guy, you got to pay him a lot of money. Up front. The Leafs really said, hey, Martin, you know what's great heading into Canadian Thanksgiving? And he said, let me think. Pumpkin pie. No. Stuffing. No. Turkey. No. I'm stumped. What is it? $100,000. Oh. American. Oh. And he took it. That is some tidy work. Because I got to tell you, 
it wouldn't be a good idea to have a goalie not named Martin Jones as the third option. Listen, we're going to do Marley Minute uh, next episode uh, after the Thursday game against Nashville with Nick Barden. He's going to Marley's practice tomorrow, Friday. He's going to speak to several players. We know one of the players, ideally, if he gets his way, is going to be Dennis Hildeby. The Hildebeest, six foot seven goalie from Sweden. He's having an incredible start to his North American career. He's still just a rookie. Could you throw him into the fire? Yeah. Would he do well? Maybe. But if he doesn't succeed, then you're scrambling for options and you're looking out there for a trade and no one's going to make it easy for you and also you have no cap space. Except maybe you do. None of us actually know how LTIR works except for Brandon. And then there's Martin Jones. Do you know he's going to be great? No, you don't know that. Do you know he's going to be good? No, you don't know that. Do you know? Can you be fairly confident? He is going to be adequate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Listen, he came into the game and yes, the Sens did score on him. But the only goal they scored on him was a six on five extra attacker. Just gimme a well-executed pass, well-executed shot. It's a goal. Martin Jones came in, he made a few pretty big saves, a few of them were six on four, because not for the first time in this game, a Leaf stick lifted another Leaf. Simone Benoit was so confused when he got that high sticking penalty because it was David Camp who lifted Benoit's stick into Norris's face. But the Leafs held strong, Jones held strong, and this was Jones at the end of the game, holding the MVP belt. Was he the MVP? We all know the answer to that, but it was a valiant effort in the role that he needed to play. He was the backup goalie and he backed the team up. Yes, it was another one goal win, but guess what? It was a regulation win! Get hype! That's crazy! What, have they tied the Sharks? I think they might still be behind the Sharks. It doesn't matter! Sharks are like above 500 since their losing streak, by the way. I'm, I'm a Sharks truther now. They are not the worst team in the NHL. Like, not even close to the worst team. The, the standings are lying to you! Oh wait, it's the Blackhawks now. What, they're still not, they're not even the second worst team. You know what? Let's end it with questions. Uh, I think it'll be fairly obvious. From Chewy, if Wool is going to be out for a while, how much faith do you have in the tandem of Samsonov and Jones? Okay, look at it this way. Let's say Joseph Wool is out for a month. Okay, let's, let's say he's out for a month. The Leafs have 11 games through the rest of December and two of them are back-to-back -back scenarios. So that's not the greatest. Samsonov wasn't playing in this game because he was ill. It's Thursday, then there's Friday, Saturday. I'm guessing if he wasn't well enough to play Thursday, I, what's the point in rushing him and potentially injuring him? Like he's sick with what? Is he gonna be dehydrated? You don't know that. Dude, just start Jones. Have Samsonov as a backup. I would 100%, no matter how Samsonov tells me he feels in the morning, start Martin Jones on Saturday. And then after that, would I be comfortable if the Leafs had to go with that tandem for a month? Yeah, I would. Dude, listen, Samsonov's had some terrible games this season, like games where he was unusable. If you look at a lot of his recent work, he's been fine. He's been fine. Has he been the Samsonov even of last year? No. He's had some games where he was brilliant though. If he gets the lion's share of starts, which I think will allow him to recover some of his confidence, and Martin Jones plays like four or five games over the next month, is that a disaster? No. 
No. Is it ideal? No. But we're past ideal. Ideal's not happening. Remember, once you're down to your third goalie, you're done with ideal. Stop it. Look at the Leafs decor. Is that ideal? No! No! Not even close. Is it adequate? It's been adequate. From Dan. Gotta give it up to Martin Jones, right? Comes in after a lights out performance from Wall. I don't know if you meant to do that, but the lights did literally go out. That was the- Why didn't they stop the play? Imagine that goal goes in! I like, listen, I understand it's the NHL and refs like can't do their job unless it's a high stick from a high stick. I, I understand the let them play thing. The lights went out! If that goal goes in, I think Sheldon Keefe would have turned a color that has not yet been discovered on planet Earth. Like, that. Do, we have seen pink, we've seen red, we've seen purple fuchsia, perhaps even. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what the building might have. I don't even know. Anyway, sorry. Gotta give it up to Martin Jones, right? Comes in after a lights out performance from Wall, his first significant NHL game since last season, and he makes some big saves. Then he has to finish the game six on four. Good on him. Martin Jones is a leaf! That wasn't a question, but all of it was the truth and you should say it. So, for now, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. Mm, mm, mm. Always love a plot twist in the long season that is the NHL season. Because there's 82 games, by the way. That's so many games!